This is a podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. I wanted to start this morning by uh, reading Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7. If you've got your Bibles, turn to it. If you don't have a Bible, it will be up on the screen. And let's just see what the Lord's got to say to us this morning, and you'll see where we're hunkering down as we're focusing on prayer. So let's just have a look what this says. Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving... Present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What an incredible piece of scripture. Let's try and unlock it if we can. Prayer, as we started with last week, as we started to just unlock it a little bit, it's a I guess for us as a church, it's our desire over the next month, particularly for the month of July, to really focus and drill down into prayer, to see what the Lord's got to say, to help us, to shape us and to mould us into what he wants us to be, and to be absolutely fully aware, church, that we are in a spiritual battle, that there is spiritual warfare, and we have to be alert to that. We don't take that flippantly or lightly, but rather we hunker down in what the Lord wants us to do so that we're ready. We put on the full armour of God. And as a church, collectively, we pray together. We pray individually too. And we make sure that we're bringing all of this to the Lord so that we can be ready, so that we're best prepared to fight the enemy's schemes And this is what we're going to do, is look into prayer on our day-to-day walk. And we saw last week the importance of it. And Paul imploring us to pray continually, to pray without ceasing, as he said. Don't stop praying. Pray all the time. As God directed his hand, Paul wrote that so that we might be able to read it all these years later and think to ourselves in that moment, ah, I need to pray. I need to pray because I know like you are like me that the truth is that we forget so quickly. And here in Philippians, Paul too gives us an insight as to how to stay calm and focused on our daily walk. Don't we want to know that? Surely we want to know that. In our daily lives, we're busy, aren't we? Who isn't busy? There are two people that do annoy me a little bit with it, but I know it's not the case. You are busy. The the truth is we're all really busy in one way or another, whether it be a job, whether it be family, whether it be running after children, whether it be just doing life, we're busy in one way or another. And when we do that, it's very quick that we can start to panic. Very quickly, we can start to lose focus. But as Paul's writing here, he's saying to us that what we need to do is stay focused. We need to stay calm. Um, And I'm sure that we've experienced in one way or another pressure. I won't ask who hasn't experienced pressure because I know you have. And that comes in all, all different shapes and sizes and guises. And sometimes the easiest of tasks 
become completely and utterly impossible. For whatever reason, our mind just can't cope with it. From 12 yards out, with just a goalkeeper stood in the way, a penalty, as we well know, becomes very, very difficult, doesn't it? I'll say it because she's on the front row. Parking, when I am in the vehicle with my wife, becomes impossible for Laura. Just two white lines. It's not that difficult. But the pressure is just too much. In fact, we celebrated our 11-year anniversary married together. Let's have a round of applause for that. Mainly that's for Laura, that round of applause, because I know that she's had to put up with a lot, namely just that moment ago. But the truth is that pressure sort of has its moments, and it stops us from being able to see clearly. And that too is the same in our Christian walk because what happens is the pressure comes in, the pressure arrives, the storm arrives and the first thing that we do is we panic. We saw, didn't we, a few weeks ago that Peter took his eyes off Jesus and he looked at the wind around him and started to panic and he started to sink. It doesn't take much before we go, I'm out of my depth, what am I doing? And Paul tells us here, Really clearly in verse 6. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. He says, don't sit worrying about your anxiety. Anybody else really good at that? That is, I think, is up there with one of my six really good things that I'm good at. I can sit and worry about the fact that I'm worrying about something that I need to worry about. And I don't even know really why I'm worrying, but I decide that worrying might really help me. And the truth is that in our anxiety, we sit worrying about it. And he says to us, no, actually what we should do, not worry about our anxiety, but in everything, everybody say everything, in everything, go to God. Everything. I also know you, like me, that it's not just the bad things we worry about, is it? It's also the good stuff. It's also the good stuff. Because I love my wife and I love my kids. And I worry. I worry that they're safe when I'm not around. I worry that they're going to be all right if they make a trip. I'm worried about when the boys go to school. Are they going to be okay? Are they going to behave? That's a big worry. Are they going to be safe? We worry about the good stuff too. And we start to lose focus. And when Paul says to us here, in everything by prayer and petition, we've got to bring it to the Lord. We do that, what, once? Well, the truth is we should perhaps do it once and know that that's where we leave it. But I also know from experience that I need to pray. And it might only be an hour later. And the worry just starts to creep up again. I'm like, Lord, I know, I know I've bought this to you. I know I've, I've left it there. I know you've got it. But I'm going to have to pray again because I'm starting to panic. I'm going to have to just have this moment just one more time because I'm starting to stress about it. And I don't need to. I know you've got it. But seriously, help me. Help me. And I think really, as we start to unlock this, Paul tells us how to deal with that. And it's a beautiful portion of scripture because it doesn't just leave us with the fact that if it just left it there, then everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. If he left it there, we'd sort of be like, oh, right. 
Okay, well, I might be able to do that once when everything's real rosy and everything just seems fine. That might be the time that I do that. He tells us to bring it with thanksgiving. Forgive uh, me, but as I look at that, that thanksgiving just seems a heck of a difficult thing when I know the truth of life is that it isn't that easy. Anxiety and thanksgiving don't seem to be the best of friends. Do they? As I look at that, it seems random. But the truth is, it's spiritual maturity. And this is what we need to dig down into, because July's here. It came quicker than I expected. Much quicker. July is here, and the Word is telling us now, God is telling us now, that it's spiritual maturity. Have a turn with me to Romans 8 and verse 28. One of my favorite portions of Scripture, whether you should have favorites or not, I'll let you judge me. And then the word says, judge not lest ye be judged. (laughs) See, I went to the authorised for that. Because it was just that moment, weren't it? Judge not lest ye be judged. Anyway, I'll take my angry eyes out. I'll pop them back under here. And let's read Romans 8, 28. And we know. Everybody say, we know. No, it's rubbish. Everybody say, we know. And we know that in all things... God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. I'll read it again. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. We know. We we know. Don't we? We know, don't we? Spiritual maturity says this, I'm not sure what's going off. I don't get the wind, I don't get the waves, I don't get the storm that I find myself in. I don't get that I'm worrying about the good stuff, I don't get that I'm worrying about the bad stuff, I don't get that I'm full of this anxiety, I don't get why it's all there, but what do I know? This is spiritual maturity. What do I know? God has got this. That's what I know. I know full well that God has got this. How do I know that? Well, his word tells me. His word tells me he's got it. His word tells me we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. Is this all bad? No, Matthew, it's all working out for the good. Because you love me and I love you. See how it works? And I go, Lord, I don't get it. He says, you don't need to. You don't need to. Yeah, but I want to. I want to know. I'm one of those people that takes things apart so I can find out how it works. And he says, mate, if you took yourself apart, you'd be in a right mess. You just need to know that I have got this. I've had it all throughout history. I've got it now. The same love that I have for Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, he loves us the same. Isn't that mind-blowing? When you think about the heroes in Scripture that we read about, and they go, you go, wow, God loves you exactly the same as that. Exactly the same. His love is faultless. It's agape love. It is unconditional. Regardless of how rubbish you are, he still loves you. As Jack goes, it's his new thing. Mind blown. Just in case you wondered what that was. Spiritual maturity says, I don't know, but I know 
what I know and I know that God has got this. And so often we're wrapped up in the unknown. Rather, spiritual maturity says we should focus on what we do know. It's a whole different outlook on life. A whole different mindset that says, no, if I start thinking about what I don't know, I panic. Because we panic about tomorrow, don't we? Because I don't know what it holds. Rather, what do I know? God is already in tomorrow. And the Bible says that he's the same yesterday, today and forever. So that means he's going to be the same tomorrow as he was today. He's got today. He's going to have tomorrow. Amen? And this is what we have to grasp and we have to understand. And we present then all of what we have as we read back in Philippians in prayer and petition but we present it to God with a thankful heart. Lord, I really, really don't get this. I don't get why I'm panicking. I don't get why I'm worrying. But what I do know this morning is that you are looking after me, that you have my best interests at heart. I might, might not be able to see that now. I might not be able to see it in an hour's time. Heck, it might take two or three years before I grasp it. But I know that you've got this. Your word tells me you've got this. Your word tells me that you're in control. I'm not sure about this job. But what I do know is that I'm here because you want me to be here. I'm not sure about these finances, Lord. But I do know that Psalm 50 verse 10 tells me that you own the cattle on a thousand hills. So I'm not going to panic because I know you've got this. Lord, I'm, I'm not sure about all of this trouble that I've got with the family or with the kids or with the friends. But what I do know is this, that you love them, that you love me and that you want the very best for us. So Lord, help. Help in all that you've got planned Help, Lord, teachers, guiders. You know, these are the prayers that we need to be praying. To have that knowing in our hearts that God is in control. You know, the Word is teaching us this morning. If we open up our heart and our mind, the Word will teach us. And it will show us the right way. This is our measuring stick. This is how we live our lives. But we have to hunker down in it, don't we? Because quickly we can take our eyes off what's important. You know, and we start then to realize as we hunker down in Scripture, we start to grasp what we're thankful for. And thankfulness then starts to flow from our inner being. And then this is where Paul then takes it. He then takes it to this part, verse 7. Because when we present our requests with thanksgiving, when we don't know what we don't know, and we're happy with it, but we know that God's got the bit we don't know, when we're happy with that, and the peace of God, which transcends or passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. He says, trust me and relax in it. How difficult is that, isn't it? Trust me and relax. Why is the relaxing difficult? It's the trust that's the problem. It's the trust that's the problem. 
We've talked about this so often before, church. Lord, you can have this, 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 and this, but I'm going to keep hold of these because I know best. It's nonsense, but we do it. What we need to do is give it all to God and say, God, you're in control. Heck, I don't know what's happening, (laughs) but you've got this. You always have had it. I realize that. I grasp that, but I need to know it now in this moment. And the peace of God Church, it does the rest. It's a peace that the word tells us passes all understanding. How can we know that peace? It can only come from God, can't it? A peace that passes understanding. John's going to come back up and he's going to have a a little strum. We're enjoying John this morning, aren't we? He's going to play some tunes. And I wonder whether you and me on our day-to-day walk, can start to apply this. Because I know that when we look into the Word and when we listen to the Word, maybe we listen to a podcast, maybe we read what the Word says, maybe we have a, a thing come into our inbox and we read it and we sort of have a moment. But what about applying these things to our life? Because it's all right. As, um, as James says, be doers of the Word. Don't just merely listen to what it says, but do it. And the authorised says, be ye doers. I want to be a doer. Let's make it happen. So how do we apply it into our lives? What do we need to do? How do we halt the derailments? How do we stop us from becoming complacent? How do we get to a point where we are applying this prayer life that allows us to grow in him? A prayer that's pivotal, absolutely pivotal to our Christian walk. If we want the Lord to help us and strengthen us tomorrow, what do we need to do? Talk to him. Talk to him. We can't put him on the shelf and expect him to still look after us and strengthen us and bless us. He will, but we won't get half as much as we thought we should deserve. Who feels like they're deserving this morning? We deserve nothing. But by the grace of God, he has decided that you are a son or a daughter of the living God and that you deserve his son, Jesus Christ. That you deserve his very best. And when we start to realize that, we start to have an opportunity where we can grow, where we can walk with the Lord, and where we can focus on our own spiritual maturity. Church, don't we want to know him more? Don't we want to be more like him? Don't we want to know that God is in control fully? If we want to know these things, then what we've got to do? We've got to pray. Because that's where it starts. And when the heart is right, the mind is right. And the Lord will do the rest. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you this morning for your word. Lord God, you are shaping us and molding us into what you want us to be. Father, nothing is outside of your control. Nothing is haphazard or accident. But Father God, that you are weaving together each of our lives. And we just pray, Lord God, that you might just shape us and mould us. That, Father God, that we might start and continue and finish every day in conversation with you. And, Father, we pray for spiritual maturity. Father, for wisdom. That you would just help us to draw near to you. And your word says that as we do that, that you will draw near to us. Father God, help us and shape us, we pray. And we thank you for this opportunity that we've got to just be together, to worship together, to break bread together. 
Father, to enjoy your word together, to eat together as a family. Oh, Lord, the blessings are just so abundant, and that's what we do know. Help us to focus on all that, we pray. In Jesus' precious name, amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.